0: Hi, this is Andy Crawshaw from The Game Plan Podcast, where we'll be discussing functional fitness, health, well-being, and becoming your best version. If you're looking to perform at your best in the gym, on the competition floor, or in just everyday life, listen in with Carter Douglas, the creator of The Game Plan, and myself.
1: Hey guys, this is Carter Douglas. We'll be discussing topics and strategies that you can put to practice right away to build long-term habits for life.
0: Episode four, guys, welcome.
1: This week, we're going to be talking about a little bit of a continuation on from last week because obviously we're all still part of this whole pandemic situation and there's still a lot to talk about, about what we can do within this time to better ourselves, to make ourselves fit and healthy.
0: I do want to mention something about last week's podcast, the part where we uh, talked about grabbing life by the balls at this point in time and taking this opportunity and moving forward that may be at this point in time that may not be applicable to you.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. After we had a little bit of a discussion after last week's episode, it's definitely something that for some, it's highly recommended. Some people, those people who are just generally in their day-to-day life, really high stress, high tension people,
0: this can be a perfect time to just chill, yeah, to just, not grab life by the balls. Absolutely. And this is not a dig at the people who are not you know, doing everything they can because... Uh, honestly, there have been points, of, uh, points in time this week where I feel like I'm not doing enough. And I almost felt guilty, of a bit of like, not shame, but just like I should be working right now. And I'm, because I've set myself that standard, I've been less productive. And I just forget that maybe this is a good time, a good opportunity to just unwind. Because, you know, you're always answering the phone call, answering emails. This is before all of this pandemic happening. And maybe this is a good time to just say, all right, let's sit down and just... Reflect. Let's watch something on TV. Let's just chill. And I think that's very useful uh, advice for people that are very wound up generally during the year.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I definitely agree there. I mean, we've had many discussions on this that we're both the sort of people, if we're not working, we feel like we're failing at something. If we're not constantly progressing towards something. And I know even since our last podcast, this has probably been like a record level of, rest time per se that i've actually had meaning time where i haven't been constantly working studying reading or doing something towards the game plan or coaching in general like i've actually sat down i've probably watched more movies i've watched more things on netflix i've just chilled sleep's gone up everything like that so
0: but let me ask you are you do you feel even more productive now you've given yourself conscious time off or do you feel it's about the same Or less?
1: I would feel like it's about the same. I'm getting the same amount, if not slightly more done in a week, but using less time to do it.
0: Okay, that's pretty good. I guess uh, because you're now given the opportunity to unwind, you can now focus more attention into the, the conscious side of work versus just distracting yourself during the work. Like, for instance, sometimes it might be easier just to have YouTube or Netflix open in the background. Whereas now, because you've got all that out of the way through just relaxation and just watching Netflix, that when you actually are working, it's very intentional. So you are just working and you're going into a deeper flow state. Yeah,
1: definitely. The focus is definitely... With whatever I'm doing, the focus is higher. Meaning if I'm working... I'm spending more time doing just work. If I'm watching Netflix, I am just watching Netflix. Right. So whatever I feel like I'm doing, I'm putting a lot more effort into rather than feeling like I'm constantly getting pulled in a hundred different directions at the same time.
0: Yeah, yeah. What's your thoughts on that? Has that changed for you? A little bit. I feel that because also I generally have uh, my office set up is just like multiple monitors and it almost is a doorway into procrastination or just, Doing multiple things at once like watching something here working there having references on different monitors it's an easy trap to get into my home setup is a lot more simplistic it's my laptop it's one monitor and that's it and I guess just that as a practice has allowed me to just stay on task more easily I don't really think it's because of uh, me being able to relax more in terms of am I watching Netflix or not because I still have that self judgment of I shouldn't be doing it anyway like I should just be working But at the same time, uh, I have allowed myself the permission to do that more because it's almost like embedded into my calendar that here's rest time because I know I'm going to rest here. I'm going to rest in this hourly block because if I don't, I know I'm just going to go insane. And that's what I've been doing in the last, I guess, years of work where I just judge myself for not uh, resting intentionally. Hope that made sense feels like
1: you're applying standard training principles to your work protocols at home as well you know like for every bit that you work you have to be able to rest as well to be able to recover to be able to give your best in training so now it really seems like you want to give your best in work you're having to rest you're forcing yourself to rest to recover to then be able to actually give your best in the work that you're about to do
0: basically yes I guess it's because I'm more conscious of it now I guess prior to all this not really I'll just keep on you know, pushing the cart and almost not forgetting about the rest or feeling guilty about it. But now that it's a conscious thing, it's important. I think even this based on last week's episode where we did discuss this topic of rest and recovery, that I have been a lot more conscious about it. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I guess just to sum it up, it's a good point in time to just chill out and let yourself and schedule time for deliberate rest. Whether that for you is watching Netflix, YouTube, reading, meditating, whatever it might may be, those almost sound like work things by the way, meditating, so even like hanging out with the family, just chill and playing some video games
1: spending some time with your relationships that can be you know your family, yours, your uh, your parents, your kids, your husband, wife, partner maybe even a friend. It doesn't necessarily have to be actually seeing that person, but, you know, spend time just sending them a message and actually having a chat with them. Yeah. You know, see how you're going, maybe even a quick little Zoom
0: call. Yeah, it's incredible actually how, like I've noticed this, but I found this with a lot of other creatives as well, how much more creative you are in the time that you are doing work when in the times you're having off, you're engaging in activities that is natural to yourself. Like for people who are very, uh, a much more extroverted Talking to people, engaging in conversations, having those deep you know, just, just deep conversations, applying that to their work, it's massive. Same thing with people who are more introverted, spending the time uh, doing things that you know, optimize their natural states, like reading, resting, watching TV, watching movies, engaging in, in culture online or in, in real life. Like those are the little activities that really do aid in you, the process that you take in the work you do. If your work is, I guess, creative. But I guess everyone's work is pretty creative to yeah. some degree.
1: Yeah, everyone, I suppose everyone really needs to be creative in some form or another.
0: Yeah, so it, it's actually it's like sleep. It's the time that you take outside of being awake uh, to recharge, which is gonna make you more productive in the times that you need, w- w- are awake. Same thing with working it's a time away from working that makes you better at working.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: While we're talking
1: about, all of this and where it comes down to like how we're sort of structuring our days at the moment, what have you changed in the past week since we've last talked, if, if anything at all, or how have you set up your days to be more suited towards what you would call your perfect day?
0: Yeah, yeah. I um, So there have been good habits and bad habits. I'll talk about the good ones first. And no, no,
1: no. Let, let's go the bad. Let's go the bad. the bad habits get, first? Get them out the road so we can talk about the good stuff afterwards.
0: Okay, fine. But they're all accidental. And it's just like going back into old uh, thought patterns that are prior. I feel like they're almost prior to even working hard at a job. These are like um, things that habits I would have while I was at uni or at like high school. I would binge watch the shit out of YouTube. Like that was just one thing I'd do. I'd go home after a long days of high school and just nap and then watch YouTube till I fall asleep. Cat and, videos, right? Yes, Back in 2011, cat videos was the thing. <laughs> you get straight now. It was just like they—they they were just—I can't remember what kind of videos. But one that I've been doing recently, which I've just stopped, which is those uh, kids react and teens react and like YouTubers react. That React channel, you know. I don't so know if really it, just garbage. Yeah, it's it's absolute <laughs> trash, and I don't know why I like it, but it's just satisfying watching these weird people react to certain like. Hold, don't, don't don't youtube that by the way because it's a it's a huge rabbit hole you do not want to go down into youtubers react don't go there <laughs> so i just eliminate as like, you kind of watch it and you're like what what am i doing What's just slap snap out of it and you just can't kind of walk away that's a bad habit i found it i almost fell back into the good one was though a good habit that i've started integrating into my perfect morning that wasn't in the morning um is i'm doing a lot more breathing practices I uh, what i used to do when i was trying to do the same thing which is create the perfect morning process to snap me right into a, a good habit a working habit was i would get up i would I have like a liter of water really flush out the system and then uh, make my first coffee and then do a, a breathing practice whether it be meditative or just uh, to uh, excite the body a little more. And the one I've been doing recently is the Wim Hof breathing exercises, and there's an app for it. And that app you can download on the Play Store, uh, or... Or on the App Store. Or the App Store, either one, either one. So uh, that's been interesting, but uh, it's more so like a four minute workout that you can do with your breath. After the the four minute exercise, you go straight into max rep push-ups, and for me at least, it has uh, helped me snap into a more energetic state, so I can just approach work straight away. I don't have to really, you know, have more of a an hour long build up after I wake up. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's one thing you did mention to me before in the car that that may not be the best strategy for everyone though.
1: Yeah, so that was a long conversation, which would have been a perfect little snippet if we could have just like recorded that and just chucked it straight into the uh, podcast here but for people to have a brief little understanding of what uh, what we are talking about there is we were discussing breathing protocols as a whole, whether that comes down to breathing you know as a um, to wake you up, breathing for an up regulator breathing for to down regulate the system and I'll talk more about that in a second breathing for fitness, everything like that so we were just talking about Just in general, breathing protocols, what they're used for and why they're used, Mm. really. Um, Now, something that I personally do for my morning protocol, I'll come back to all those other ones in a second. But my morning protocol is while I'm off going for a drive to go get my coffee, I make sure that I've got the windows wound down so there's fresh air just coming in. Uh, just get some fresh oxygen in it And I am very mindful of my breath I personally don't follow any exact breathing protocols Of needing to hold my breath Needing to breathe to a certain tempo Or anything like that I'm just mindful of breathing calmly The focus on that is to try and down regulate And to try and actually bring A little bit of uh, balance to my nervous system To try and prepare my body for the rest of the day
0: Right, right I just put forward, Sorry to cut you off there as well I just realized I didn't explain what the Wim Hof breathing technique is or if you are not aware of who that is. Um, that is... It's hard to explain this guy. He's a—he's an old guy who got famous from uh, being able to withstand crazy um, below zero temperatures for long uh, periods of time. Like he would go and climb to base camp of Mount Everest in his undies. He would do half marathons uh, in the cold in his undies he's like the Arctic Circle or something. Yeah, strange. something crazy like that. He'll swim underneath uh, frozen ice caps like he's a pretty insane guy. But he if you and, and they've done studies on this guy, he's from, I believe, Norway. And they've uh, put like thermo cameras on him to just detect the heat signatures. And he would just generate way more heat than anyone else in the scene. It's crazy. Uh, and he apparent and he uh, claims that's all through his breathing practices to help regulate up his um his uh thermo uh, his thermogenesis in his body yeah yeah so that's wim Hof, and he, he has created a bit of a brand around that now back onto the subject of uh just breath work why are we talking about breath work by the way i don't think we've established like the importance of that and it is important i feel
1: yeah so breath work in general Breathing is a very important thing that we all
0: need to do. Sorry, yeah, breathing is important. But then we also realize that, like, if you're seeing them right now and listening to this, how conscious are you of your breath? And if you are, are those breaths deep or have they just been little tiny, like, little breaths all day? Are you actually oxygenating yourself appropriately? Most people
1: generally don't. Most people are not conscious of their breath. They constantly act as if they're what's also known as like stress breathing. So short, shallow, almost like mini hyperventilations. They're constantly doing throughout the day. Um, When it comes to breathing in general here, like I was saying, it is very important. It is something that we actually need to do to survive. Our body, our brain needs oxygen. We also need to be able to flush out and push out carbon dioxide through our breath. Now, what we were talking about in the car earlier was... Different breathing protocols and what they're actually used for and what time they should be used or when they should be used for what sort of individual. A big thing with breathing protocols in general is there is no one-size-fits-all. I see Mm. a lot of people, every man and his dog, jumping on the Wim Hof or every man and his dog jumping on the nasal breathing, every man and his dog jumping on any one specific protocol because it seems like the magic pill. And a big thing there is that may not be the case for you
0: Mm -hmm. because there is an application towards improving your fitness and your physiology through uh an active breathing practice though i think on the other end of the spectrum just generally being or spending time to be conscious of your breath is also wildly beneficial just for your own mental state as well yeah being conscious
1: of your breath is extremely important you've got to be able to actually know and understand your body i think as a whole system so not just your breath but also your movement patterns everything like that you're going to actually be able to realize when you are starting starting to get stressed or when you actually feel like you need to take in more oxygen especially if we're talking about like at a fitness point you know someone who's trying to get fit When it comes down to breathing for like a morning routine, it is something that I see all the time coming from these big entrepreneurial entrepreneurial people, you know, the people who are really um, trying to encourage the wake up at 3 a.m., go to bed (laughs) at midnight sort of crap. Those sort of people encourage breathing protocols massively. Whether they actually do that sleep process or not, well, we're not even going to bother talking about that, but with those breathing protocols, a lot of the time they're constantly trying to upregulate their system. They're trying to really wake up their nervous system. Something like Wim Hof is something that does that. It wakes up your nervous system. It as as I'm sure as you know, you're pretty much by the end of it. You're holding your breath to almost, you know, failure so yeah you always feel a little bit more awake afterwards and that might even be that tingling sensation you feel is your body does not
0: have enough oxygen in it at that point it's basically entering into a slight survival mode pretty yeah. much pretty yeah. much so using that
1: as a morning routine <laughs> i personally encourage it for certain people but there's a lot of other people who I wouldn't encourage it for if you're a highly stressed human being you don't need to add more stress into your life if anything, you should probably be doing like a down regulation protocol, something that actually calms you down, something where you focus on breathing smoothly, breathing calmly instead of doing something that really stimulates your
0: system and wakes you up. I think that's why it's also really good, especially in a, medita- a meditative, uh, a couple of a meditative practice, like just sitting down for 10 minutes and just focusing on your breath slowly and being conscious of that without giving yourself a rule. And it kind of brings you back into the present moment if you want to get that deep into it, but uh, I've read recently that you know when people say or oh, gurus in the uh, in the meditative world uh whereas you know you focus on your breath as a method to uh, get back into your present moment, essentially all you're doing is you' when you're focusing on your breath, you're not thinking about your thoughts, yeah, so yeah. you' ju- that, that's literally the reason why you're focusing your breath
1: yeah. I completely agree there. It actually brings, makes you think about what is actually happening around you and your current body rather than letting your imagination run wild.
0: Yeah, and essentially, I won't go down into that trap right now, but that's the real uh, goal of just breathing and focusing on breath work. But on the other side of that spectrum, spectrum when we talk about becoming a better athlete or a better person in, in this context, uh, functional fitness... Is there a breathing work that may actually help benefit you there, which is not going to uh, inhibit on your, uh, your CO2 levels or your absorption or your sensitivity to that?
1: All right. So going down into breathing for fitness now, there is a lot of it depends. A lot of it depends coming down to this. And what I mean by that is, Every person, every human, every system is completely different here. One breathing protocol might work amazingly for one person. One breathing protocol might, the same breathing protocol might actually make the other person worse. So, this is something that almost comes down to a bit of either knowing yourself or a coach knowing you, and also a little bit of trial and error when mm. it comes down to breathing. But you can read a lot of the research because there is a lot of research around breathing. but also a lot of it, may not apply to you whatsoever. When it comes down to breathing for fitness, it also comes down to the sport that you're doing. For example, if we're talking about a long, aerobic, endurance-based athlete, one that doesn't actually really dabble into the anaerobic system whatsoever, you're probably... Well, different breathing protocols are going to be beneficial for that person than someone who is, for example, a free diver or even a CrossFit athlete something that is a little bit more intense something that actually involves a lot higher carbon dioxide levels
0: right that's interesting okay I think we mentioned also uh, with these morning practices and breathing in general is there because when I try to start a practice just setting my own one up I don't really like to follow it I usually have to follow an app that's why I mentioned the Wim Hof breathing app earlier Uh, is there anything that perhaps depending on your sport. That is something that you could probably follow that may be an alternative to that. Yep.
1: Another deep little rabbit hole here because there's so many apps on the App Store or Play Store that comes down to breathing that you could really use depending exactly. on your sport. A big one that I've used in the past is called Apnea Trainer, which is pretty much one that shows breathing protocols that divers could use to improve their breath hold. Now, using that for functional fitness, we're gonna go into a little bit of a rabbit hole here, but using that for functional fitness, it works to a certain extent. You want to be able to, and you need to be able to actually withstand carbon dioxide to a certain extent to be able to perform well in functional fitness or the sport of CrossFit, let's say. Now, with that, there is a point where you can go too far into that. If you improve your breath hold, Too much, if you work a lot on any of these hypoxic breathing measures, you can actually desensitize the body to this carbon dioxide. So that will shut down what's known as your carbonic drive. So, yeah, in turn, with that, if we're talking about a workout, something like double fran, if you have desensitized your body, your carbonic drive too much, it is actually going to make you worse in something really anaerobic, something where you need to be able to bring in oxygen. If we get midway through double Fran and your body needs oxygen to be able to fuel your brain and your muscles, you generally would suck more oxygen and start hyperventilating to actually make yourself be able to either keep that same performance or go faster. If we have desensitized that carbonic drive, it means that you are now going to not hyperventilate, not bring that oxygen in, which means your body is trying to preserve the oxygen into your brain which is really going to slow you down in the long run, which is going to give you suboptimal performance in said workout.
0: Okay, then. So could you send that up for the audience into you know how they should probably practice uh, breathing into their regimen, just on a basic level? All right.
1: I would look at yourself and your body as a whole and think, are you a stressed human being? And this could change. This could be day by day. This could be week by week. This could be, you know... You might have a different breathing protocol for the morning to the night. You may not have one whatsoever if you feel like you're mindful enough with your breathing. But first of all, I would be looking at having an up-regulation breathing protocol and a down-regulation breathing protocol. If you are feeling stressed and you feel like you need to calm down, the down-regulation is going to be a nice easy one that you can add in to actually bring yourself down a little bit and help yourself relax. The upregulation regulation should be something that you might use before you're about to go into a really intense workout. Now, regardless of these protocols, I don't recommend doing massive breath holds too regularly. Now, there is a little bit of a ifs, buts, and maybes with that one because certain people, people who really, really struggle with their breath, people who really, really, everyone believes that they struggle with their breath, but some people I'm talking about may have a breath hold of sub 10 seconds. If people do have these ridiculously bad breath holds, if people uh, do really, really struggle with being mindful for their breath, then those people might benefit from actually trying to do these breath holds. But... Other people, people who are, let's say, more elite athletes or people who actually understand and can focus on their breath quite well, those people shouldn't be doing tons of breath holds in their work, tons of breath holds in their training, trying to, what we call, build their CO2 tolerance too much.
0: Okay, then. I guess it's very much dependent on the individual, as always. So if your goals are just more around using breath work uh, in your everyday uh, just your day to day either when you're working or just trying to upregulate your breath so you can get a little bit more energy or if you're just trying to calm down after a stressful event it really does depend but maybe having the toolkit, just having the ability to access a certain protocol like let's do a downregulation practice so we can calm down in this setting is probably the best uh, way to approach this, just having the uh, the access to one of these practices
1: yeah, yeah, I agree there. I'm just gonna to briefly touch base on nasal breathing as well. Nasal breathing, great protocol for certain people, absolutely horrible for others. It is, like I was saying with everything else, it is completely dependent on the person. Nasal breathing is a great way to learn how to calm the body and calm the system down. But as for a CrossFit athlete, we generally don't need to calm the system down. We actually want to bring a little bit more intensity to the piece. If you're about to do a marathon row, let's say you're a games athlete and you made the games, sure, you, you may want to actually nasal breathe a little bit to try and keep yourself calm. If we're talking about doing that double Fran again, you don't wanna be trying to do that nasal breathing because you will struggle massively. Yeah, anyway, nasal breathing is one of those protocols that really should be determined person by person. It is not a one size fits all practice some people. It could be really beneficial for. CrossFit athletes as a whole, I do not generally recommend it, but there might be certain people who are newer to the sport, newer to functional fitness, newer to high-intensity exercise, which might benefit from it purely just to bring awareness to their breath. But in a perfect world, when we're actually training, we want our breathing to be as natural as possible. You
0: know what i realize realized I haven't done yet? asked you what you have been doing in your morning practices now, both positive and negative, because I was a little bit transparent with mine, so... Tell me about yours, man. All right. Let's bring up
1: the negative first because I've got the positive. There's been a few positive changes in my past week um, when it comes down to my perfect day formula per se. But some of the negative things, some of the things that I have found a little bit harder to get around is due to this training from home thing, I have found myself... Training at weird and odd hours Meaning nothing abnormal Not like midnight or anything like that mm-hmm. But for me I have been telling myself I will train at X time And then I end up doing a ton of work And then all of a sudden it is two hours later And then oh crap I'm going to have to go train then Maybe my eating hasn't actually uh, Supplemented that at all So I feel like I've just been a little bit sporadic there And I haven't Sort of uh haven't blocked training off as an exact time. It's more of a bean, I will get to it when I feel like I can. That's one big thing there that I plan on getting on top of within the next week or so. Another thing is similar to you, I've been going back into those old habits of getting really distracted, as in doing things like, you know, going onto YouTube or falling down the rabbit hole of reading pages upon pages of. Information about a topic that may not actually be that relevant to me at that time, purely mm-hmm. because I feel like I've just got more time.
0: Just Reddit, Reddit feeds for
1: days. <laughs> Reddit feeds for days. Something I is one of the good things, which is actually links into one of the bad things as well. One of the good things that I've been adding into the uh, this past week is, upon waking, I'll get up, I'll go get the coffee, I'll focus on the breath, you know, write down what I plan on or what I need to do for that day, then. I spend about an hour, give or take, sometimes a little bit longer, on research. So that might be research a certain topic, that might be do a course that I'm currently doing at the moment, might be just listen to a, um, listen to someone who I value their information, could be anything along those ways. That is where I also get stuck down rabbit holes. You know, I may be listening to one thing and end up going and doing a bunch of research, which has turned into something else, which has turned into something else. And all of a sudden I'm researching something which doesn't actually mean anything to me whatsoever. I've been enjoying spending that hour in the morning doing the research, but I really need to come up with something to try and eliminate the procrastination or the the changes, well, sorry, to minimise the extra research that I'm doing or the extra pages that I'm looking at and
0: whatnot. No, 100%. Like it yeah. turns, yeah, you plan on, you look at the clock, it's like, oh, it's 9.30, I'll research till 10.15. Yeah. And now it's 12 o'clock and it's time for lunch. Mm. And so, yeah, no, I've totally on the same thing as well, but I found the only way around that, at least for me, is just to set yourself a timer. Yeah, like, something with an alarm, something that actually alerts you. Yeah, I, I, work in, I try working 90-minute blocks and if I'm going to research, I'll just say, all right, We're going to sit down and we're going to listen to this one um, course, write notes for 90 minutes, and even if I am within that time, I'll spend the rest of that 90 minutes just either walking around the house or just trying to absorb that information, but it'll be always in that block. Yeah. And so if I do go over, um, well, I won't go over, but I set myself 90 minutes, and that's it. That's kind of just like a decision you set in stone. Uh, That's the only way I've been able to work around that because... If, if you're going, if it's the subjects good, if you like seeing, you know, where one thing leads to another, that leads to another, like it's all relational and you're writing copious notes, you don't want to stop. It's almost like a flow state you enter into.
1: Yeah. Completely agree. Yeah. That's where that's, time gets away. Easy. So yeah. Yeah. I like that little method about setting yourself a block. That's good. That's good.
0: I might even try to use that one. Cool. Uh, but yeah, so that was the, was that the bad thing? Yeah, so so, it was a good thing. You was talking about how you're researching more and everything, but
1: yeah, it was a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing that I love that I've now got that time aside specifically for that because it's something that I've missed in the past that I've always that I've wanted to do a lot more of. But more recently, because I feel like I've got more time, I feel like I have uh, sometimes wasted that time where or wasted more time, which I could have been using on something else. Actually, one other bad thing, one other really bad thing that's been happening in my life a lot recently is all these bloody videos you're making me doing with these, oh. with these skits.
0: If you're, yeah, you know what, guys, go on to Chasing Better What Supplies or CrossFit Chasing Better, one of those uh, Facebook feeds or Instagram, check out all these great skits that we're creating right now because of all the, the, all the time we have spare. It's great. And, and you love them, man. What are you talking about? I, I, you, you just have to film, film them you just have to be in the videos I edit these videos yeah I don't envy you there you spend a lot
1: of time on that stuff and you do a pretty damn good job that's nah, it's just funny but man <laughs>
0: man you kill me sometimes with that camera uh, we're not ending this by the way if you have any ideas or hey just drop us a like or uh, just follow us you know, that kind of indicates whether or not we should create more so if you guys appreciate it give us a like give us a uh, thumbs up on the uh, content we create and we'll create more for you longer stuff I like being creative in that space. It's fun. It's, I like getting back into just creating, just being creative in general. It makes me it makes me realize that all right, maybe it's not necessarily the creative process that I enjoy. Like whether it is graphic design or you know, building a website, it's just the fact that I get to create for myself, and that's what I love doing, building and creating. So it's a good opportunity. And I it's feel like get- it's a yeah. If there's no brief or um, set in stone here's the agenda for this video and it's just like all right just create something funny or dumb or whatever it's a good outlet and that's where i think most enjoyment comes out of that process for me anyway but uh yeah no i'm gonna do it regardless either either you like it or not like it it's fun that's good (laughs) that you enjoy it
1: i'm glad you you at least enjoy it no i don't mind it it is a bit fun now you were saying that That you really enjoy this. And this is almost like it's bringing you back to your grassroots, I suppose, as to why you probably got into this. Because you love this sort of stuff. But a conversation we had the other day was talking about intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation. Pretty much, do you do this? Do you do what you do for yourself? Or do do, do you do what you do for other people? Or an external motivation? Yeah. Now, I loved a saying that you told me the other day or that's something that you question yourself. Oh, yeah. Do you want to elaborate a little bit more on that one?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So w- even just regularly going through my day before I begin a task or go, go towards adventure, the question I asked was like, if, I, if there was no one in this, uh, in this world, like for instance, it is like I am legend, it's just me, everyone's dead, no zombies, no dog, just me, would I still do this thing? and essentially just me asking the question, is this, am I doing this for other people or am I doing this for myself? And because right now we're in this setting where we're basically uh, given this opportunity to not do things for others because say for instance, in a training perspective, because this is why I ask the question to myself now, is am I training, am I I working out because I want to be able to perform or or show up at my best version, um, show my best version for others in the gym, around other people? Or am I training for my own personal health? And I am finding myself anyway lacking a little bit of motivation to actually train a little bit harder than I would normally if I was to enter into a gym and train around others. Now, I don't know if it's just me, it might be you as well, but I found that it was an interesting thought process that entered into my mind and it forced me to step back to assess whether, or basically assess how do I approach training now if the extrinsic motivation is not there anymore how do I turn this or parry into a intrinsic one so that I can at least progress at the same rate with a more positive and more consistent perspective on the whole um, fitness side of things so now I'm looking at it from a all right am I training to better my health how do I what, what's the goals there and I found that was pretty good I don't know. Oh, I guess that touches back on the creativity side as well. Now that I'm working and having time to create digitally, like through videos or images, more so just because I want to for fun or just, I do want to create for others as well. I want to, you know, create something that kind of brings a little bit of positivity in this time of stress and anxiety. But at the same time, it lets me step back and reflect on the question whether or not is this an intrinsic or an extrinsic motivation? And firstly, I might have explained those two perspectives as well. I just realized um, that I didn't do that. So extrinsic basically means outside coming in and intrinsic is just internal. Something like that. No, just extrinsic is more just external.
1: Yeah. If you think about it, in theory, you can really break that down to internal versus external.
0: Yeah. And in, term, in, in the context of motivation, it is, are you doing this for your own self or you're doing this to, to uh, in response to an external thing. So most of the time it's people or you're doing it for someone else. So that's what I meant in terms of those two perspectives, intrinsic versus extrinsic. Do you have a perspective on that as well?
1: Yes, yes, I definitely do. So Manuel, a couple of years ago now, I went through a massive overhaul when it came down to my motivation, and my why, with my training, with everything that I did. And throughout that time, I came to the conclusion that all my training for many years was very extrinsically motivated. So it was I was motivated because I wanted to impress others. I was motivated. I was training because I wanted to prove to others that I could do what I wanted to do, that I could mm-hmm. achieve. I was doing everything that I was doing for someone or something else. And none of it really was for me Mm -hmm. and when i really broke that down is i didn't i personally didn't actually like that thought process i didn't really enjoy doing it for that reason and the reason what uh what made me actually come uh analyze all of this was i was going through like when it came down to training i was really unsure of where i was going with it unsure of what i was wanting to do etc and it made me think about why i do it and pretty much that same thought process of if i was the last person on earth would i keep doing it and really at that point it would have been a no like i would not have done it especially to the point that i was or to the level like to the amount that i was i wouldn't have done it because i wasn't doing it for myself that really made me sit down and actually process and think about that whole thing and go okay what do I like, what do I enjoy, what motivates me, what makes me want to do it for me, and I pretty much redeveloped my why, redeveloped why I do all of this, and that came down to work, to training, to pretty much everything, Now nowadays I feel like I'm a lot more intrinsic, intrinsically motivated massively uh when it came down to this I saw a massive drop in my level of training and my actual performance around that point as well when I decided that it wasn't ex- I wasn't liking where I was motivated or how I was motivated so but now I feel like my performance is now better than where it was or if anything at least as a minimum on par and there's a lot of other factors in that but I feel like I've sort of gone full circle and now I do this 100% for me and really at the end of the day like I don't give a shit about anyone else and I would when it comes to training and I would still be doing this if it, if I was the last person on earth. Yeah. So yeah, I think thinking about that and having that thought process of what you're doing right now whether that's your work, whether that's your training, whether that's anything in your life, would you keep doing it? Does do you value that thing and is it an internal or an intrinsic motivation for you
0: or is it extrinsic? It sounds like also as soon as you transitioned into a more intrinsic motivation for yourself, that you were way more consistent because you were actually following or being guided by something that you can control, which is your own purpose. And so you've been able, you've been able to progress in a lot more, I guess, not faster rate, but a consistent rate. Yes
1: and no. That. So that took probably a good year and a half two years at least to get to that point
0: to actually build up the intrinsic need to work out or to build up your own actual physical strength so from the
1: point of where I decided that I didn't like where I was at currently with my motivation and where my thought where my thought process went there was a massive drop in a lot of areas in my life and it took a while to recreate and re-come up with my whys and redesign a lot of things in my life to suit these new this new why. Then obviously when in time there's changed like that, things aren't just magically instantly a million times better after all these after this change. It took me a while to actually re-come up with all the habits, re-come up with my focus, re-come up with everything to change that to then actually start building or at least to bring everything back to like a homeostasis to then start building from there. So really this has been a bit of a process and initially I saw like, let's just take my training. For example, I saw a massive drop off in my training, massive drop off for a good six to 12 months. And that was quite demotivating, but then realized those numbers and those things that I was, Measuring didn't actually mean that much to me. Hmm. The process of actually doing it did. So I just kept going with the process and now I'm actually seeing that the process has paid off and my intrinsic motivation has paid off because now I'm seeing improvement
0: in a lot of these areas. Right, right. That process of even getting down to it, because firstly it sounds like you started with the why and then you built the habits around that. But that was the slow process yeah. so getting to that point where you're trying to redesign the why what was that like was it literally just you trying to figure out alright what is the statement that identifies me is it your, or was it like a bit more of a I don't want to say spiritual but more of a going out and just testing more things dabbling around and seeing what worked so what did that kind of process looked at like for you good question very good question because
1: this one I can go into this one all day but I won't bore you guys with the fine details here. The, a big thing that I did that worked was really just thinking about all areas of my life that are important to me and really coming up with almost like an order of what I enjoyed, what was important to me and why that was important to me. Pretty much recreate a set of values, things that I actually valued, and then around that I could process, okay, why do I do, why are these things things that I enjoy, and why are these things things that I want to keep in my life? And then from mm-hmm. that
0: went into the process of, this is why I do exactly what I do. If you're doing this in a different setting where you're not coming from the perspective of having an external uh, or extrinsic motivator, you can still answer those value-based questions with an extrinsic um, answer. Why do I do something? Because it's for someone else. Yeah. And if you're doing that on a day-to-day, for instance, you're training and then you're trying to do these uh, value assessments on yourself, you're probably still going to answer from an, uh, from a perspective of uh, how am I helping other people or how is other people motivating me. Yeah. So this is a good time, even if you're going through something similar right now, I know I am to some degree that going into saying, all right, what do I actually enjoy doing? Like just before I was talking about being creative and it's not necessarily the art form and it's the process of being creative that I enjoy and doing it for myself. Like that's a thing that I would want to almost say is quote unquote, you know, my purpose. How do I now, uh, how do I now satisfy that through the actual doing side of things? And then just working backwards from that. Is that kind of similar in terms of the perspective of how do you build up the, if that made sense for how to build up the kind of intrinsic motivation for yourself for fitness, for yourself? Yeah, I would say obviously different topics, but same
1: similar process of, like you said, said before, that saying is if you were the last person on earth, would you keep doing it? I would say that, you know, not trying to put words in your mouth, but I would say that you would probably keep creating to some extent.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and but it would be obviously one hundred percent around what you want to do because there is no one there to actually judge what you can do or what you need to do.
0: Yeah, exactly. Nah, and um, I feel like if there was, even though even right now when you do, it's kind of different because you do put the art form online and it is being assessed and judged, and there's a lot of stress around that. But at the same time, it's like the thought process now is who cares? Exactly. Everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's... The world's kind of like... Kind of shitty. So anything good out there is good at this point in time. Anything which is not about the bloody virus is good. So... Especially there's a lot more judgment now that you're pretty much a director as well. Oh, yeah. I like now that people are saying... Like they're responding to you and, and, and Connor who are on screen. And same with actors as well. The actors get the attention. The director just sits back and watches the chaos. Unless it's a bad piece of work of which then the director gets a lot of this shit but um, I think the response has been pretty good so far I
1: think people are really loving your work and people do know that you're the one who actually creates this as well
0: yeah, it, it's, it's a bit of a balancing, I, I kind of feel like I, I want them to know and at the same time I don't really care too much, I do like being in the background on, on a lot of projects and just but at the same time recognition is also good but you know it's again it's not a big deal of it i like that the expression has more uh, value than the the response i get for it well then let's get you on the other side of the camera nah nah i'm good um you you gotta learn to use a camera first yeah no that's not happening (laughs) yeah um all right we went pretty deep into that topic i hope that does help because um
1: We've gone deep
0: on a few topics today. Yeah, yeah. If you guys do have a perspective on that yourself or even just like a perspective on how you're trying to self-regulate, improve or just relax, let us know because these are all valuable topics that we can discuss and bring up next time in episode five. Uh, You know, we're, we're trying to just see what we can do as a whole as a unit to really improve ourselves but also create a community where we can be vulnerable and talk about these kind of topics and it's not commonplace anywhere or it's not enough places where we can be vulnerable about you know how we respond to fitness to health to just mental health uh, even because we have to provide this front in front of everyone in the gym or is in everyday life just so we can keep our standards and, and just keep the whole system flowing uh, as, as society goes forward but because now we're indoors and, you know, it's kind of like when you're doing a, you're commenting on a post and you can do it from the comfort of behind a monitor and a keyboard so you feel a bit safe. Let's do that in a positive way by talking about what may be a little bit more vulnerable to us and let's create a conversation around that. And I think that's something that we can achieve with a podcast like this or even any other discussion um, channels that uh, we create in the future. But yeah, how does that sound?
1: I like that. I feel like, well, a big couple of my values are honesty. So it's not a big couple, a big one. So I enjoy, with this podcast, everything that we say, pretty much 100% real, 100% honest. And we want to be able to create that sort of discussion with everyone else as, else as well. When we went into these podcasts, especially uh, before week three, we pretty much said that we weren't going to talk too much about this virus and all this <laughs> pandemic but well really that's a big part of our lives now so we're literally just going into these podcasts with just trying to create a discussion yeah. so yeah. just trying to tr- create a discussion between ourselves share that with the world hopefully that people can actually like learn a thing or two or maybe even take away a couple of little
0: notes about what we're saying yeah exactly exactly and or just listen to us talk shit for an hour Yeah, Yeah. that's also fun, and you should definitely subscribe to that, just talking shit, because, you know, it's not every day, you know, you can talk shit every day if you want. Yeah, we do. Yeah, so,
1: yeah. Now, Um, now a big thing, well, last week, if you guys tuned in there, you would have noticed that we brought up five books. Now, we're not going to overload you with more books, because no one can read five books in a week and actually take them in, especially those in-depth books. And if you have, congratulations. Well done. <laughs> You're pretty much Elon Musk and pretty much a robot. Um, so what we're going to do this week, and we're going to try implement something like this weekly. This week, we're going to bring up a couple of uh, supplements that we take and that we are currently focused a little bit more on in our life at the moment. Mm. Ones that we also recommend to you guys. Yeah. So... We'll start with the first. We've got four of them here. I'll start with the first one. First one is magnesium. You would have noticed uh, us talk about sleep a lot in the last podcast and how important it is right now. Magnesium is a big one. Magnesium will help your body, help your nervous system relax a little bit. So generally, it does improve your sleep. Now, with this one, I see a lot of people using the magnesium rub, pretty much magnesium rub, magnesium oil. By what I've researched or looked into with that one, most of the time it looks like absolute shit. <laughs> so the magnesium oil or magnesium rub, I don't recommend that one. I pref- I recommend some form of an ingestible powder with that one. I'm um, not going to mention any specific names or any specific brands there. Um, but yeah, magnesium powder, something that is mixed in with other supplements as well, is generally okay. There are quite a lot of magnesium blends as well. So actually I am gonna mention one. One that I really highly recommend is Adrenal Switch, which is a magne- which has magnesium in it. It also has a bunch of other supplements in there to assist in nervous system recovery and your adrenal recovery. So highly recommend that one. Um, magnesium is very, very important. Improve your sleep, sweet.
0: Andy, do you want to bring up the next one? Oh, just before we continue, there are a couple of things about magnesium. There is different types, right? So there's like a um, just citrate, citrate, yep. And the other ones, is there like a, a better form of magnesium we should be taking?
1: Good question. I do not know enough on that topic to be okay. able to actually answer that one. There, That's um, okay. I would not even be able to tell you exactly what form of magnesium comes is in. Um, the adrenal switch supplement that i mentioned before i know that for me that is definitely the best magnesium supplement that i've had that i actually noticed the effects of
0: okay okay uh moving on we have so the next on our list is the supplement zinc and zinc's honestly not talked about enough but from like i take it from a male's a men's health perspective it's great for your heart uh it's great to regulate the sugar levels in your body and yeah when i, when I was I remember when I was younger, I think my mum always recommended taking zinc, especially because when you get a lot of acne, it helps you with that. Teenage boy, lots of sugar, you know, we all know what it's like. Exactly. Uh, The main one though, I think, especially right now in today's context is it's great for your immune system. So immune function, take zinc. I'll leave it there because you you can do your own research. Zinc has an abundance amount of information uh, on that online. Uh, you can get it from a lot of natural sources, uh, meats. If you're uh, trying, to, uh, if you're doing more of a, a vegan or vegetarian diet, there are supplements you can take. So that's basically all I have to say about zinc.
1: <laughs> Quick little note on zinc. I'm just going to chime in here. Zinc is quite regularly mixed in with magnesium supplements as
0: well. I True. see them put together because they do
1: assist one another. There, there
0: is a, uh, like a zinc magnesium. Uh, One from True, I'm pretty sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Now, something with zinc as well. I've found with myself and with other people that certain forms of zinc may upset the gut health, upset your gut. So, I know that personally. I struggle whenever I have uh, zinc citrate, I'm pretty sure it is. So... I generally personally have to actually look for what form of zinc is in these supplements because my stomach can get a little bit pissed off or a little bit upset if I have too much zinc citrate, especially in a, mm. if it's in like a pill form where it's only that, then I do find that my stomach and gut does get a little bit upset there. That's just a little note. So if you notice that you are getting a little bit... Uh, you know upset stomach after taking zinc maybe look at the type of zinc and maybe play around with different types before you actually just eliminate it completely good advice all right third one here we have vitamin c everyone should know about vitamin c everyone loves those uh nice little chewable lollies everyone loves oranges oranges have Mm. plenty of vitamin c Personally, I do love those chewable lollies. Had some last night, actually. (laughs) Vitamin C, not going to go into too much detail with this one really here because everyone should know it is massive, very, very important when it comes down to immune health and your immune system. So right now, you should be social distancing anyway. You should be washing your hands a ton, but making sure that your actual insides are a little bit healthier and your immune system is better is going to be very, very important. Mm. Have read a little bit about taking vitamin c at the same time as taking uh creatine to improve creatine absorption i'm not going to go into too much detail on that because that is a long rabbit hole we could go down but vitamin c can
0: assist in digestion of creatine as well yeah oh, sorry absorption of creatine as well um also just to note about vitamin c there has been studies have shown that it's a much more uh it's much better to get that naturally through Fruits and vegetables, then a synthetic form like a pill. So if you do have the access to have enough vitamin C through your diet, do that versus opting in for taking copious amounts of supplements in pill form. Um, that's just proven to have better absorption. Screw you, I'm taking the pill form anyway. They taste so good. Yeah, no, look, I think I overdosed because I just ate them like gummy bears. So overdosed was your pee like orange afterwards? Oh man, fluorescent. <laughs> Saved a lot of electricity last night too when I woke up in the middle of the night. So that's great. Next and the last one on our list, uh, and I think it's also not as popular as many people have um, found at this point. With vitamin D, is pretty much like it is very important, especially if you are training, if you're trying to stay healthy and keep your immune system functioning properly. Vitamin D is an extremely very uh, extremely useful vitamin supplement at this point. Um, There are a lot of perspectives on this. It will aid you in your uh, immune response if you are a little bit more inflamed. So it will suppress that slightly. Before you go into too much detail, I just want to bring this back a little bit
1: here. Vitamin D, if you guys don't know, we can get directly from the sun. Yes. Our biggest forms of vitamin D is directly from the sun. We can also... It uh, is very dense when it comes down to any cow product you know when it's like cheese milk anything along those lines Mm. um so that is another way i apologize for all you vegans out there or you know lactose free people sorry sam don't go drinking a ton of milk milk because you'll be on the toilet a lot man um but yes vitamin d directly from the sun so yeah a lot lot of you guys right now if you are self-isolating you're spending a lot of time inside so getting enough and adequate amounts of vitamin D is very, very important. So keep going now, Andy, with the benefits.
0: Now, I was going to elaborate on that because if you are experiencing that you're a little bit more drowsy now or tired, it's because most likely you're probably lacking a little bit of of sunlight of vitamin D uh, just because that's one of the benefits. It does uh, basically... uh, It helps with just being awake in general. And also, if you are training... And you are experiencing a little bit of trouble. Uh, you're uh, contracting the muscle. Vitamin D aids a lot in that as well. So there's a lot of there's tons of benefits with vitamin D. It's a focus now just because we are most likely not getting enough. Most people people aren't even during their everyday lives if they work in an office or they are always commuting and they're not in um, direct line with the sun. So. If there's one thing you tend, uh, can definitely supplement now, it's vitamin D. It's very useful. And let us know if you do experience any changes if you do choose to go forward with trying uh, some vitamin D. Do you know? I don't know. It's it's. I guess it varies on the person, but yeah, consult with a doctor or uh, with how much you should be taking because you can definitely take too much of any of these supplements and they'll either get pissed out or... They'll tell you on the box whether or not you'll have a weird response. So take these with caution. We're not doctors, we're not physicians, and this is not medical advice. I just want to mention that now. (laughs) (laughs) Good
1: thing to say there. Um, Quickly elaborating elaborating on vitamin D. Vitamin D is technically not really a vitamin. It is a pre-hormone. So it is something which assists massively in your actual hormone function, your immune uh, system, your nervous system, your brain health, everything like that. Hence why the sun is so damn important. So if you're ginger like me, maybe limit your time in the sun. But seriously, do try and spend some time if you can in the sun. Do try to actually get out there. A great thing to do is literally as soon as you're upon waking, try to go get some sun straight away. You know, go for a nice little walk, sit outside on the grass, go for that drive to go get your coffee, but make sure that you stand in the sun, something like that. One, you'll get a little bit of vitamin D. Two, you'll wake yourself up. Three, I can guarantee you will feel better for the rest of the day than if you just walked into an office where you've got um, non-natural light just blaring on you and you will feel a lot worse, a lot more
0: sluggish that way. Oh, absolutely, and I almost go to the degree of even tracking it, like it's almost something that you should be taking a a conscious note of so that when you are going back into the office and you're going through your day-to-day after all this, that you're, again, you're getting enough vitamin D either through supplementation but the better form, just natural sunlight. Uh, so maybe even just tracking how many times you are getting out there in direct line of the sun uh, because right now, for me even, it's probably less than 20 minutes a day. And I think that's, prob- uh, that's the recommended time to be outdoors at least and you should be getting way more time than that.
1: Way more, ideally. Yeah. Now... A lot of uh, the the new popular thing going around. The new popular thing going around is apparently the most efficient way to get uh, vitamin D in. Have you heard much about uh, perennial sunning? I I have not read into it. I know of its its existence. For the listeners out there. I'll let you explain what this is. (laughs) For the listeners out there, be mindful with this one. But it is pretty much getting direct sunlight to your... How do I explain it? Your, what would you? What is the the technical word? Your perineum. Your
0: your butthole. Like yeah, your butthole. Yeah, basically getting direct sunlight to your butthole. So there's a bunch of people, for some reason, just m- like mooning the sun. But not just moon- They're spreading their legs. They're getting direct access of sunbeams directly into the, pr- what would you call it, the perennial?
1: Yeah. Now, I've heard some interesting stories of this one. Apparently, people feel amazing afterwards because that area doesn't see too much sunlight. So I'm sure it can absorb a lot of vitamin D. But because it hasn't seen too much sunlight... Sunburn happens pretty damn badly down there, which so, has yeah. been very entertaining to hear. So, be mindful, of our one. I just had to bring that one up.
0: Sunscreen, I guess, is good. And um, sunscreen stops your absorption for vitamin D, so maybe not. Oh, maybe not then. Don't do that. It's going dry. <laughs> maybe cut that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not cutting anything out. That's saying in the podcast. For those oh, that uh, was able to listen to this podcast for this long, deserves that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Fair enough. I think that does it. We went way over what we actually we normally went, go. We went in depth today. We were going real deep. I think that's good though. So if yeah, if you like this kind of um, format and you want to learn more about the actual, even just the mindset side or just the vulnerability side of things, let us know it's it's always a great opportunity to start actually bring up ideas and topics that we aren't normally talking about in popular culture or just is not necessarily not, not acceptable it's just not I guess normally talked about men's health unfortunately even though it is a big push today in today's culture it's not pushed enough and it's not practiced enough because vulnerability is tough especially for men so I think If you guys have any ideas and topics you want to discuss, let us know. We'll talk about it in the next episode. From me, Andy Croshaw, and Carter Douglas, I think we'll be signing off. So have a healthy and safe week. And we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks heaps for listening for this
1: long, guys. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Catch up.